Okay, so this is a quick video blog. I want to talk about spiritual attacks, jinn and demons. Yay! <laughs> um, this comes from my mate <laughs> in Gloucester. Uh, and one of the things that he gave me feedback on that I just want to briefly address is uh, the recent video that I did on depression. He said that that kicked off some grieving in him and made him feel really depressed. Um, five or six hours after I did that video, I went to a yoga class and I also had one of the worst bouts of immediate depression. You know the kind of depression you get? Um, uh, it's very... Uh, depression can sometimes, I mean, for depressives, you'll know what I'm talking about. It can be very aggressive. It can actually... Sometimes depression is numbness. Sometimes it's aggressive and it's, it's aggressive mental anguish. Uh, a very strong period of grieving. And within the course of this, I started in three yoga poses trying not to look silly and uh, <laughs> crushed by depression and I had to uh, had to bring myself out of a tailspin there. That is common. Um, you can actually invoke or induce depression and it's not always a bad thing. It's not, you know, uh, when you think... If you listen to somebody who has experienced grief, loss and, and extreme sadness, then yes, that can often trigger that in you. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You've got to release uh, the emotion and the only way to release it is to experience it. And by experiencing it, without fighting it, just accepting it, you can transcend it. Um, so yeah, I had that. Sorry, I did. Uh, I did that to you, mate. Um, the other thing that this gentleman has asked me about is um, is gin and uh, you know spirituality, the dark side of spirituality, the dark forces, how we battle those things, and, and what the appropriate model is. Being uh, Westerners as we are, as the whole world is becoming the West now, West is East is becoming West. Um, we're faced with a dichotomy. We're faced with a a dual version of reality um, and this can create black and white thinking which is a shame because black and white thinking can often lead to more mental suffering and, uh, and anguish it's, it's a form of mental illness to engage in black and white thinking uh, so <clears throat> the choice we seem to be given is you're either uh, you know in the, in the Richard Dawkins camp pure science no mystery in the world this is just uh, mechanics genetics and that's the way it is well the other camp is uh totally wispy, weirdy, beardy, you know, everything is possible and, you know, you engage in moral relativism and, you know, you're, you have a right to do whatever you want to do because your unique experience of reality is different to mine, etc., etc. Um, and I don't subscribe to either of these views. Uh, the map is not the territory. Uh, the truth is somewhere in between. And unfortunately, these are, they, they represent very, they represent various shades of grey. There is no easy answer to this question. But I will say this, in terms of mental health and in terms of therapy and healing, and my intent for this channel is to help you. You know, I will occasionally talk in, in somewhat spiritual, somewhat religious terms, and, and I've had uh, all kinds of experiences that convince me that the, 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 was, the, the, Western? <laughs> the Western scientific model is not complete yet. Um, there might be a time when it grows and continues the research develops and actually can encompass all of the experiences I've had um, but certainly at present it doesn't explain uh, the, the various things that I've seen and that I've done and you've got to realise that uh, how, you know, in the case of, uh, just for the sake of full disclosure, how deeply entrenched in, in this kind of thing I was, you know, I believed in full-scale spiritual possession, I believed that exorcism worked, I believed in communicating with the dead. I was a tarot card reader for a few years. I used to do to, to do that professionally, um, <clears throat> but I stopped. And when I stopped, 
uh, I regained my mental health and my sanity. Not, I don't want to speak too disparagingly about that field, but there are a lot of crazy people in it. It makes people crazy. And there is a lot of very broken, miserable people in it. It's the same with the conspiracy theory movement. You know, if you stick your head in that bucket, if you shove your head down that reality tunnel, after and everybody goes through this, after a few months you start to go crazy. Um, I, I like to reference a lot of stand-up comedians on this channel. Uh, Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill both reported going through the same cycle uh, that I did, that a lot of people have, where they get very steeped in the conspiracy theory movement. And then after a few months or a year, you realize it's just, it's just sending you crazy. So you stop. So we have a choice about what we believe and we have a choice about how we're gonna approach our problems. Just last night, I ran a NLP meetup group and a Chinese gentleman there said, well, what do you believe? Do you believe that the stars can determine your life? And I was like, no, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think that's how it works and that's not what I submit to. And he said, well, when I was a kid, I went to a feng shui, my mother took me to a feng shui master he looked at my stars, he looked at when I was born, he looked at my astrological sign, and he said I would never make any money. And I said, okay. And he said, do you believe? And I was like, no, I just fucking told you five minutes ago, I don't believe. And he came back, he cycled around three or four times saying, do you believe? Do you? And I was like, no, I keep telling you, no, stop. Every time I do uh, therapy or therapeutic work with any Chinese clients, at some point we have to face the, um, the, the the looming spirit of superstition that lurks in the background. Uh, and some of these people, poor people, they're, 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 it pulls their minds apart. Uh, I'll give you a, a, another, that, 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 that guy, uh, I think, just wanted me to say, yes, yes, it's in your stars, mate. You'll never make any money. No, what to do, eh? Um, but I just said to him, no, I don't believe that. And you have a choice about what you believe. You know, it's interesting. Um, I wouldn't write it off completely, you know, on a personal, not as a therapist, not in a coaching context, but on a personal level, I do like to look in relationships, you know, when you get a, a boy and a girl together, uh, I look at the Western astrological signs and I look at the Chinese astrological signs for help for compatibility because it's a laugh. And, and, and what, what's fun about it is you often get some really good hits when you do it that way. Do I think that the arbitrary position of the stars determines your life, your personality, and your karma. No, I find the idea um, offensive. The idea of, uh, it's, it, and it's as superstitious and as, as limiting as genetic determinism. Science at the other side of the equation can be just as mystical and just as dogmatic and just as stupid and stubborn. Uh, they go, oh, your personality, well, that's just genetically determined. You may as well say it was determined by the stars. Well, just give up, you know, just fucking submit then. Submit. If you have uh, anxiety now, then just submit to it. It's nonsense. So I ask, how useful is it to believe that? You can alter your belief system. You can alter your reality tunnel. And you should. Um, and I would just say, you know, being the cynical, obnoxious, confrontational prick I can sometimes be, how many together people do you know who are really deep into the conspiracy theory movement? Okay? How many people do you know or did you meet on your journey through the martial arts world, through the spiritual world, through the world of magic, did you meet who were really together? Where the front end matched the back end, where they were congruent, where they had their lives together, where they were satisfied, healthy human beings? Well, you know the answer to that question. It attracts broken people and it can break people. So therefore, um, I'm fairly rigorous on that one. I say reject it all, reject all the superstition, reject all the mystical ideas.
But you just said, Richie, that you believe in that stuff. I don't actually believe in that uh, linguistic construct is wrong. I choose not to believe in. I know that, <laughs> but I know that it has a reality. Yes, angels, demons, possession, all of that stuff. Um, it has a reality beyond what can currently be explained uh, by modern Western psychology. Um, modern Western psychology say it's all hypnosis, it's all suggestion, they're just manifestations. You're, they're, they're not, they're more than that. But it doesn't mean that they fulfill the, 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 the mythology that we've got in the world, that they are supreme beings or anything like that. There does seem to be some psychological um, white noise out there that you can tune into. Now in Islam they call that jinn. In the West we'd call that spirits or demons. And in Islam they don't, uh, spirits and demons are not, are not interchangeable, jinn are jinn. Uh, but there can be good jinn, there can be bad jinn, there can be big and powerful jinn, and there can be small and weak jinn. The problem is with all this stuff is, when you engage in superstitious or religious thinking that is of that field, it gives me a bad feeling, bad chi, man. Oh, the other thing this gentleman asked me is, do I believe, do I believe in chi? Something like chi occurs. Uh, it's a model of reality. Um, is it you know, focused awareness. Um, I've even heard uh, some people say, oh, it's blood. You know, if you uh, push chi to your hand, you're actually increasing blood flow to your hand. I'm like, I don't think that's quite true. There is something going on there. Um, but that, do, do I, if I believe in chi and I say I can direct my conscious attention to the palm of my left hand, and if it's a martial arts application, that means I can hit you more effectively. And if it's a healing application, I can heal you more effectively by directing healing energy through there. Yes. Does that mean that no touch chi knockouts exist? No. So the, then we get into the realm, we're in this dark realm where we can't really see the things that are around us. We're in this reality tunnel where things get hazy. And what happens? Obnoxious bellends and pricks and charlatans and, and, and cunts uh, say, ah, yeah, I've got these people now. I've got them because now they don't really know where they are. And, and you know, they're cult leaders. Um, these are not good people. These are not people who, who have overcome their own issues. They're not people who've overcome their own greed, their own lust, their own ego-driven. They're children. They're children. They're little tyrants. They're little toddlers who want to use people like things and, and, and you know, for the pleasure of, uh, you know, like kids playing with their action figures, you know. That's what they do it for, for the pleasure of that. So they, these people must be thoroughly rejected and, and their suggestions must be thoroughly rejected. Your experience of religiosity, of spirituality, uh, will be as unique to you as your own thumbprint. And I truly believe that, and it's not your responsibility to discuss it with me or anybody. I'm very, very cagey about my religious belief. Somebody asked me, somebody said to me the other day, oh, I can see you're an atheist. And I said, I never said I was an atheist. And I, I, did, I didn't, I don't commit to anything, because quite frankly, it's nobody's fucking business but my own, but my beliefs, and my, it's not even my beliefs, we talk about what you believe in or your beliefs, my perception of reality is that it is more complicated than the modern Western scientific model allows for. But if you say, well, do you believe in the Eastern model? Do you believe in uh, fully in Chinese medicine? I say, no, I can see it rife with charlatanism, but there is some truth in it. What about the Islamic model? Angels, demons, and all the rest of it? No, there is some truth in it, but but... Just because you say something has some truth in it doesn't mean you have to live in that reality. So 
in essence, uh, I'll just give you a quick example of, of something that I've seen and that this might help to, via the metaphor of the story, help to encompass quickly my approach to this stuff. I had a Chinese client very recently. He had the kind of depression where the mind feels tortured and he used the word torture a lot. He used the word agony and torture when he was expressing himself. And this is a guy twitching, racked with in, internal anguish. I can see it. You know when people have a facial expression that is like, their, their smile looks like a rictus of pain, like they're barely just fucking, you know, it was like that. His energy was very stiff, very, very blocked. And he said, oh, my problem is I grew up in a haunted house and my parents were possessed by demons and the ghost possessed me and uh, they followed me. And the ghosts have followed me since I was a child and they followed me for years. And I prayed that the ghosts would go away and that I wanted them to go away no matter what. And my friend died in a car, he had a female friend who died in a car accident when he was 18 and he felt extremely guilty because he felt like what he'd done is he'd sent these ghosts into her body and they'd killed her. And I was like, okay. That was his first session. Five sessions later, uh, most a lot of what I do is information gathering. I, I'm utterly convinced that the problem with therapy and with coaching is that the coaches and the therapists don't pick up enough information and don't go deep enough. He was sexually abused as a child in that house. The demons were actually a human being who, I think when this client was eight years old, chose to fuck him up the arse uh, repeatedly. And he suspects, the client suspects that actually his mother knew but because of the relationship with this abuser, didn't stop it. So now he feels possessed. Now he feels dirty inside. And he's like, oh, the ghosts, the possession, it makes me feel dirty. I have blocked chi, I have blocked chi. And I'm saying to him, you don't have dirty ghosts inside of you. You were sexually abused as a child and you were extremely traumatized by that, as anyone would be. Um, it, it, the, the, the mythology that he built up, the narrative, was, is, was tragically sad and twisted, which was that now he's a 40-year-old old man, he's single, he doesn't want to get married because he's worried he might be gay, which always... I've had clients say that to me, I'm worried I might be gay. I'm like, well, you either have gay and bisexual tendencies or you don't, and if you do, they should enjoyed and not worried about too much. Obviously in Malaysia gayness is illegal so you'd have to be careful but nobody's going to um, send out a SWAT team to knock down his door just because he's, he's getting up to stuff with another man, I don't think. Um, but all of this stuff over the years gets suppressed, it becomes internalised, it becomes part of the story, the ghosts are winning, the demons are winning, I'm possessed, I'm possessed. I came to Malaysia under that delusion, I'm here because of that, because I had um, a partner for a few years who was Malaysian, whose mother told me that she'd put a spell on me uh, to control me, a love spell. And what they, do, <laughs> uh, they trick you into eating their period blood. Um, this is Bomo, Malaysian style, uh, you know, village voodoo magic. Um, so that they can possess you and if you try and leave, then these spirits that they set on you will screw your life up. And I was like, well, to all intents and purposes, that feels and looks exactly like what has happened. So to cut along, there is a whole long winding story there, but basically I started to let go of that belief. I was like, well, everybody who's been heartbroken believes that, that not everybody, sorry, 
a lot of people who've had a bad relationship feel like that person was a demonic entity and like they put a spell on them because you are under a spell. Linguistically, I'm talking euphemistically now. Uh, you are euphemistically, in terms of language, you are under a spell. And um, I just found, at first I was like, I must attack this. So I'll find a Silak master who can go and attack this, this original spell. And I did. Synchronistically, uh, I ended up being introduced to a guy who's actually quite a famous Silak master here, who immediately looked at me and said, oh, your Samanga is broken, which means your, your faith, your intent, your spirit, and you've been broken by uh, demonic possession, and I can see that somebody's put a spell on you. I will do some Islamic prayers for you, and I will help you, and blah, blah, blah. And over time, I just, I didn't fight. I stopped fighting it. I just dropped it. I just observed, used my mind, used my reason, and said, well, I've heard other people say, that they feel like they were under a spell or they, they feel like they were cursed by their ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, ex-husband. And they were sometimes, you know, we have bad intent towards each other and we say words which are spells and we think bad thoughts which are spells. And, and we are cursed. You know, if I, if I say you're a fucking cunt, these are cursed words. I'm cursing you, am I not? So this, you know, people say, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. Well, yes, you do. You can deny it all you want. Um, I love playing with people who are die-hard cynics. They're like, oh, I, I don't believe in that stuff. There are various tests you can do that will break them from that. They, you, we all believe in it. It's just how honest we are about, about believing it. Uh, everybody is. The human mind is prone towards superstition. Again, there is a reality to this, but you also have to say it's a software fault. There is a cognitive bias towards superstitious beliefs. Alistair Crowley, the famous naughty English public school boy who claimed he was a magician was actually very good in that realm and that he said you know you've got to be rooted in years of meditation so that your mind can distinguish between a real experience and just a hallucination that you're having I'm not saying go and follow uh, the teachings of Alistair Crowley but it wouldn't harm you to pick up a book like Magic Without Tears and just flick through it and see what you think I mean you can read a lot of this stuff online but don't invest, it's not truth, it's not real, it's a truth, it's a reality. And by engaging in that reality, you can have an expanded consciousness. Um, the other people to look at for, for better understanding of magic would be Terence McKenna and Robert Anton Wilson and, and William S. Burroughs. Um, and their understanding of magic allows you to bring the Western scientific model and the more spiritual model together in a way that, that makes sense. But it's not good enough to say, oh, it's just all a manifestation of the mind. That's a little bit of a cop-out. No, there's more to it than that. But the more you invest in it, the realer it becomes. What you focus on grows stronger. What you resist persists. So when I first got to Malaysia, I was fighting. I was like, I'm going to fight this fucking evil spell that's been put on me. I will get warriors to come and, and they'll teach me how to fight on the spiritual planes. And I had the still out experiences that many people have. You know, you meet a master and then the master says, I will, I will accept you, we will test you. Um, I was tested in a way that when I describe to people, they don't believe me, but it was, it was archery. Uh, I had to do archery and, and I was tested in that way and I passed that test and I was accepted as a student. And he said, um, I will now prepare you to fight the demons of the apocalypse and with a totally straight face and I'll begin teaching you in your dreams tonight. And that is exactly what happened. Now you could say, well, that's heavy suggestion. You've gone to the country with an expectation. Yes, I did. 
and you've say it synchronistically but an unconscious level you've selected people and you found your way through to sell that master and you've created the scenario and he's then told you something you expected to have happen and there's massive amounts of post-hypnotic suggestion and it happened and i say okay you can choose to believe whatever you want to believe and and i don't invest fully in one map of reality or the other i think both things were happening i think that there was a post-hypnotic suggestion and see reality is not that simple it's actually quite complicated but at the end of the day I had to look at uh, 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 how to heal myself. And in the last, so I've been here for a year and a, and a few months, but in the last six months, I've been much more rigorously focused on what is it that you do want? And explicitly, I have told myself, I wanna be healthy, I wanna be sane, I wanna be happy, I wanna reclaim my emotional and psychological serenity and live the life that I choose because up until now, up until the age of 35, I've been at cause of other people abusive scenarios, abusive relationships, uh, toxic environments, toxic social environments. And those, all those things went hand in hand with some rather odd beliefs and superstitious beliefs and magical beliefs and, and all the rest of it. None of it helped. None of it helped me. But as soon as I said, and I want to be healthy and happy and balanced and live my own life on my own terms, I started coming out of that dark spiral and started to live a more normal, healthy, happy life. Are you possessed? I'm telling you no, and I'm telling you let's choose to believe no. Don't fight it. I'm not, I'm not possessed. I don't have demons attacking me. Just relax and just say I choose to not engage and not strengthen that reality tunnel. I choose health, I choose happiness. If you have experiences that feel like, I, oh, by the way, when I made that choice, all my demonic attacks stopped. I'm known amongst my mates. Uh, for for uh, fighting in my sleep, for fighting demons, for waking up and shouting and swearing, and um, th and that would happen fairly regularly, once every eight weeks or so. Um, it doesn't happen at all now. I don't see things, I don't experience reality that way, and I'm much happier and I'm much healthier. At an intellectual level, if you ask me, I say, yeah, there's stuff out there. There are more things in heaven and earth than are in your than are written in your philosophies, Horatio. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to go and invest in them. That doesn't mean I have to go and hang out with BOMO masters and all of that. And as I say, if I met somebody as a human and looked into their eyes and thought, this person really has something to offer to me, I don't care what school they're coming from or, or where they're coming from or how they're doing it, I will engage with them and I'll seek to learn from them and I'll invest in that. But most of these people, I'd never got that feeling. I was like, this guy's lost, this woman is lost. This woman is charging people to reconnect through their dream self to their past lives. And this woman is, you know, smoking, uh, overweight, riddled with addictions, uh, twitchy, not confident, not, you know, not a flowing, congruent chi. And you say you shouldn't judge people on that basis. Okay. But if somebody is saying, I'm going to help you to sort your life out and they're riddled with their own person, I mean riddled, I don't expect people to be perfect. I had this conversation with uh, somebody last night. There are two women who I know at the moment who I'm trying to encourage to do counseling work because they're naturals and they're very good, but their confidence won't let them, like, oh no, I'm not. My <laughs> woman last night, uh, woman, girl, yeah, maybe about 24, I think she is, um, Muslim chick, very traditional, full headscarf, small, quiet, really good. Really, really astute, really perceptive. I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you help people? Why don't you counsel people? Why don't you coach people? There's lots of people out there who need help. And she said, I can't. I cannot do it. 
Why? My room is messy. I was like, okay. You know that there's people out there on the edge of suicide who if they had an hour long conversation with you would feel really, really happy and you're not gonna do it because your room is messy. Okay, cool. Um, so I don't expect that, but when I see people who are in a mess, and I, see, I can see pain in people's eyes, you don't need a psychology degree, you don't need to be a sell-out master or a spiritual guru to see when somebody's in pain. And I'm not gonna invest with somebody who says, oh, I, I can help you, I can, I, I can help, and they're not happy themselves, I'm like, well, what are you offering me? So, we should keep an open mind, not forego our common sense. <clears throat> the rule would be to say, no, we lean away from superstition. When you're mentally healthy and whole and sound again, you can look at that stuff in a very detached way and you should be open to it, you should be respectful of it. Um, but no, other than that, reject it and don't fight it, don't get angry, don't give it any emotion to say, you know, I, this isn't my reality anymore. That's who I used to be. Um, my reality is I want to be healthy, I want to be happy, I want to be sane and live a normal life. One of the problems and one of the addictions, one of the traps is it, it gives you a buzz. The spiritual thing gives you a buzz when you get a hit, when you perhaps you believe, you know, you might have a, an experience where you believe you're conversing with, um, with an angel about that experience or that you are uh, battling demons, had that experience, subjective experience, or that you believe, um, this gentleman who asked me the question, he said he met a guy who was a, a, a bona fide gangster, you know, a career criminal, and that he had the impression that this guy was possessed and that a demon came out of him. Now, my experience in that world is, is limited, but there was a period of, of my life of about six months where I had more and more contact with people in that world. And I'll tell you this, it's steeped in black magic. A lot of those guys, a lot of those career criminals believe in that stuff and some of them will even go so far as to explicitly practice Satanism. Now you might think, oh, this, this, I don't believe that, that's not true. You know, hard career criminals from Liverpool are, are practicing magic. No, I don't, I don't believe that. Okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not, it's not for me to fight. So, oh, this is my experience, you have to believe me. I'm not invested in people believing me or not. I'm telling you my experience of that world was steeped from start to finish, from the way I got into it to where I got out of it, the way in which I got out of it. I could tell you stories, but you just wouldn't believe them because if it's too far outside of your experience of reality, you'll think, this is bullshit, so what's the point of me telling the stories if it's just gonna get run off? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, these stories of, you know, omens and, and magical abilities and demonic possession and how criminals might be using magic to further their, their, their criminal enterprises. It doesn't matter. It's not more important than you have to pay your bills. It's not more important than you have to wake up tomorrow and put your socks on. Let's not use spirituality or these interesting, fascinating, juicy subjects as a means of escape. Let's not use them as a means of pumping up the ego. Oh, I'm special because I was selected to have this gift to be you know, somewhat psychic with people or whatever it is. Um, let all of that stuff go, it's childishness. It's childishness and it's, it's not right. Uh, the, the, I guess the final thought I'd leave you with is, you know, I, I don't consider myself an atheist. I don't consider myself a theist. I sometimes talk in terms of God, uh, not too much because it puts people off. Um, but I certainly believe in, in a higher force and in a higher power and I believe that it's extremely psychologically beneficial to submit 
to that higher power. Uh, I I looked, I researched them. Um, Islam for a couple of months obviously I'm living with Muslims talking to Muslims every day I used to live right outside a mosque uh, and Islam uh, the root of the meaning of the word Islam means submission and uh, it was there's a lot of stuff that I didn't like there but that was one of the things that I did like I did actually like that idea that um, the very essence of the belief system was in submission where we're going right now is post-industrial era Capitalism, you know, you're supposed to be in charge of your life, and I th think that is probably a neurotic, neurotically individualized way of thinking that, that can make you mentally ill. Submission to a higher force can help. Uh, I believe in prayer, even though I don't believe in any particular God. Not, I don't even want to get into that with you. Like, which God do you believe? So who are you praying to? I'm just praying. I'm just praying. It's just it's my personal sort of experience, and I find that it helps, so I do it. Um, beyond that, nah, spirits, demons, possession, witches, wizards, just leave all that stuff alone. The essence of, of your spirituality should be submission to a higher force, prayer, trying to live a good life, not because you believe in heaven, I don't think that, that, that such a thing exists, or because you fear hell, um, but because, just because, <laughs> just do it because you do it. Um, and and that in that in that philosophy, I just said you know it's good to submit, but also to have the idea that if there is a God, it's not all about obedience. And I don't mean submission as in oh I'll do whatever you say, oh great Lord, you know the the the, the God of the desert, the God of the Abrahamic religions, this this angry God who was there to sort out all these lunatic tribes who were just fucking and raping each other. That's a God who's like. Stop what you're doing, bro. Chop your face off. He's angry. Um, that, you know, the old Jehovah style God. Uh, that's not what I'm talking I'm not talking about that kind of submission. I'm talking about a submission where you say, okay, I am just one person. I can't deal with all of this. I know there is, there must be a higher force. There is a higher force. Did you make the stars? No. <laughs> so if you look around and you go, wow, there's a lot of stuff here and it's been here for a long time. What holds me together? I'm made of molecules. Every molecule is 99% space. Therefore, my body and your body is 99% space. Why don't I just deconstruct and fall apart like a pile of marbles? Why don't I do that? Something's holding me together. Then you go into Rupert Sheldrake, you know, morphogenetic fields, and is the Archangel Michael the, the byproduct of a morphogenetic field? I don't know. These are interesting philosophical questions, but we'll never get the answers. And you will still have to pay your bills tomorrow, and you'll still have to put your socks on tomorrow morning because that's just the way the world is. So don't get lost, and don't, don't seek to escape in that stuff. But I would say the submission is, is a submission of saying, okay, I submit my problems, I submit my issues, I submit my desires, I submit who I am, and you can attain... In, in a sort of a, a, a way that blends over into Buddhism, a state of non-attachment to the self, and it feels very nice. It feels very nice to let go, um, and, and to just not be as strongly centered in your individualized self. Again, that is not healthy. It will drive you crazy. Sometimes it's nice to just let go of that stuff. But also that, you know, if you believe in, in God and you believe in a higher force, then it seems to me to be the case that God would want you to be strong. That higher force wants you to be strong and healthy. It doesn't want you to be a weak kid who's constantly asking daddy or mummy if you if you choose to, to, to believe in a, in, a, in a goddess figure that's constantly asking for daddy or mummy for help. 
you know, wants you to be a grown up, wants you to be an adult, you know, that, that, that higher energy wants you to be strong, healthy, happy, you know, so then you sort of say, well, this sounds like a very vague pantheistic idea, maybe like an Egyptian worship of life, worship of the sun or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but do stay away from this, these ideas of demons, possession, gin, magic, all of that. You're giving your power away. You're a cause of them. That's the same thing as believing in depression as, a, as like a biological disease virus that just lands on you one day. Now what are you going to do? I've got depression. Duh, better take a drug. I've become possessed. I better go and see a fucking priest or a, you know, a witch doctor. And you're giving your power away again. Uh, so don't do that. It's a bit rambling that, wasn't it? Sorry about that. But it's a very, very big subject and I'm trying to bring my thoughts and ideas together and keep it concise. Um, I hope you found it useful. Um, keep your feet on the ground. And, you know, I, what I try and do keep my feet on the ground but have a healthy respect for everything that's out there. And every day try and do something that gives you a sense of awe for the world and for the universe because it's, you know, it's healthy to do that. Keep reminding yourself that there are stars around. If you do that, anybody who spends any a significant amount of time looking at the stars eventually has the realization of, wow, we're spinning on a rock that's moving through space at 10,000 miles an hour. This is crazy. And it puts a lot of your problems and a lot of these things in perspective and can actually make you feel much lighter and happier. Oh, and remember that you're going to die one day too. That should be a, a thought that doesn't depress, but that actually gives you a sense of relief that like, you know, a lot of these things won't matter, and so therefore you may as well just choose to be happy and healthy and sane and move forward in that light. So I hope that helped, and if you've got any questions, just post them below, and I'll talk to you soon.